Books can take us around the world. They can take us to the intimate spaces of human experiences, and they can help us grow through their words. Stay tuned for People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as you can tell, the voice is back, but I'm not quite. It's been quite a week. I know that there are a lot of people who have been down with the flu. Thank goodness it's not this coronavirus, um, which is um, stretching far and wide, apparently. It's quite scary. But I do know that sickness has hit a lot of people. I don't know whether it's the back-to-work thing, it's the end-of-the-month thing. But yay, we made it through to the end of January, everyone. The month with 331 days. We're here, we've made it, and... Tomorrow is February, the month of love, and it's a leap year, so yay, an extra day. Um, don't know if that's good or bad, but I hope you've got lovely things planned for your loved ones. And remember, your loved ones can be anybody you like. It doesn't have to be a husband, a wife. It can be absolutely anybody, your children, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, whoever you like, and your friends. Where would we be without our friends? So the month of love is about to hit us tomorrow, and boy, do we need love after that long, long January. It is almost over, just a few more hours to go, and then February arrives. So we have got a wonderful show planned for you today, and if you have looked on the um, 101.9 Haifem People of the Book Facebook page, you will see we have a fabulous giveaway as well. And in the studio with me today, I have... Two lovely guests and Keenan, who is filming us. <laughs> Hi, Keenan. Um, he's waving. Um, I have Ulrika Hill. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You have. Oh, great. Thank you. And Zanele Chakela. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did, yes. I did hear um, Ulrika called you Z. Maybe that's easier. <laughs> <laughs> and Ulrika and Zanella, Zanelli, oh God, Zanella, have written the most, well, they've written an, an absolutely beautiful book called A Dream Realized. And please send us your SMSs and your messages via Telegram because you have the opportunity this morning on the show to win a copy of this beautiful book signed by both of the authors. And we would love to hear from you because we would love to give a copy of this book away. And you can SMS us on 34519 or you can message us on Telegram 061-895-1019. And all you need to do is just tell me. What is the name of one of the authors of this gorgeous book? The book is The Dream Realized. It's the challenges and triumphs of building a Mandela legacy. And it's all the stories and the background information and everything that has gone on behind the building of the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. Now, I haven't actually been to the hospital, but I do happen to know someone who has worked there from before day one. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's and, a beautiful, oh. beautiful place. What were you told? I'd love to know. All she has done ever since before she started was rave about the place. And, and it just sounds like 
it does sound like a dream realized. It sounds like a dream come true. But before that, I mean, I haven't actually officially welcomed you into the studio. So welcome. It's lovely to have you all here today. Thank you for inviting us. Yes. We're chuffed. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure. And Zanila, I know you also have been down with the flu. Yes, still am. <laughs> and you still are. So yeah. thank you so much for making the effort to be here this morning. Thank you for having me. I really know what it's like to drag <laughs> yourself when you really don't feel like being anywhere but in your bed. Yeah. Um, so, as I say, I do actually have the, the pleasure of knowing someone who works at the, the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. And as I said, when she speaks about this place, I, I've never, I, the only way I can describe it is she actually lights up from the inside. And, I mean, you know, people go to work every day, they go to their jobs, and some enjoy their work, and they say, find something you enjoy, and you'll never work a day in your life. And yes, that's true. But she genuinely, from the time they started with the training before the hospital officially opened, from the time they started touring, and by the way, she did say to me, I must ask you to organize a tour for me. <laughs> and Definitely. We can organize. You'll be so inspired. And, I mean, the thought of who asks for a tour of a hospital, I mean, it sounds <laughs> a bit bizarre, doesn't it? And she, the way she has spoken about the work that's done here and the, the patients, the young children who come, and the families who are helped, and the families who are able to to come and spend time with their sick children, which is a huge, huge point, which we'll discuss later. Um, as I say, she just lights up from inside, and obviously we'll we'll discuss more, and we'll get back to this after the break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. So, I'm um, back to my guests, and if you've just tuned in, I am sitting in studio with Ulrika Hill and Zanella Chakela, who have written a beautiful book called A Dream Realized, The Challenges and Triumphs of Building a Mandela Legacy, which is all about the building of the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. And if you send us an SMS on 34519, or a message via Telegram, 0618951019. Just tell me the name of one of the authors of this book, and you stand a chance to win a beautiful signed copy of the book itself. And so to start off, I mean, the book is, is as I say, a gorgeous book, and I think it is a story that needed to be told. The hospital itself is such a unique place that it wasn't just a building that went up to serve a purpose. How did the two of you get involved in this project? <laughs> Am I shaking this one, Z? Okay, well, um, I was actually called in by the trust manager, Pat Fanameva, to help them write a proposal for fundraising. And I was at the hospital. I was in one of the family lounges, which are they are absolutely beautiful. And I was sitting there and I was just looking at all these children's artwork and the way it was designed, very child-friendly. And during the meeting, she said to me, would you like to write our story? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> and then um, the whole idea when I actually saw the scope of what we had to do, um, I then called on Zanelli, who we met 
in creative writing module at Wits University. Oh, wow. And I obviously knew the caliber of writing that Z does. I mean, she yes. was amazing. She actually won a, an, an award as well. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, she won't tell you that. No. Oh, thank, thanks for mentioning. No, but, but we need to know yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, and then Z got involved writing and, uh, you know, and it was just kind of creating a whole different kind of writing style and a tone to the book. So it wasn't just about one voice going through. It was, you know, creating a whole dialogue, narrative, mm. different ways of looking at stories as well. And as you said, in the Amarunkoko, you know, start in the back of the book, um, as you said here, every village has a storyteller, and Zanelli was the storyteller behind this book. <laughs> she has, has woven everything together, and she brought that special touch to each chapter, um, including the, the, the wording for Chula Baba, in the first chapter, which which really does bring such a beautiful touch to the beginning of the book, because you go into it knowing that you're entering something that's really special and it's got a special place with real heart. Yes, exactly. the The book is sorry. The hospital is in a very special um, setting, I can say. Um, with because um, if you've read the book, you'll see that um, it's it's the second of its kind in South Africa. Um, there was only one hospital before. Yes. Yes. And so it it took a, a joint effort by a lot of people, um, almost like a community and a village. We use yes, the imagery of a village quite a lot. It, it, that the, goes, it, it's it, a theme that, that goes right through the book. Yes, it comes through. And um, if you think of an African village, um, there's certain there's certain ways of living and there's certain ways of doing things that um, involve every every person and every um, member of the community. And so in 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 finding the words for the book, it I felt it was important to use um, some of our African languages and some of our, um, our our proverbs as well. You know, um, to to bring across. A message of, you know, for example, Tula Baba, um, it, it was a, an important song to bring through, I thought, because we were talking about, or we were telling the story about a child who yes. had died. Yes. Um, and um, when it comes to children, uh, the, a, a way of comforting children has to do with lullabies, and Tula Baba is an African lullaby. So I thought, we thought it would be nice to pull it through. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And these proverbs and, and sayings that you talk about that are scattered through the book, um, they are, it's a beautiful theme that carries through and there are translations, obviously, for all of them. Yes. And the way it's carried through and, and, and Ulrika <laughs> is pointing at Zanella here and saying it's, she's responsible for okay, all of well, this. Okay, well it was, um, Z and then one of our student consultants, Lontlas Gosana, she also, I mean, sometimes she also had to get on the telephone because she knew the Zulu. Yes. But sometimes it calls, uh, sayings and that she had to check with those and that. So we kind of brought in, Quite a lot of different voices to help us. I mean, I was totally lost. I wouldn't have no idea. I mean, even Tula Baba, I used to sing it as a, you know, when I was a kid at school. Yes. I, I knew it was okay. Hush, little baby. Yes. But that was all. We do, yeah, we, we had no, we yeah. had no background and depth to it. Yes, did we? absolutely. Yeah. And I think once someone reads this, and especially the chapter that, that is a prelude to that, mm. there's so much heart to it and there's so much meaning to it. Yes. Um, I, I won't deny I did need a few tissues <laughs> when I read that. To go back to the beginning of this book and to the beginning of this this journey, because this isn't just a project, this is a journey. Um, 
It all started with one child who passed away. Um, I think, Dennis, just on that particular note, that the story that we brought in there is one that um, is really, I think a lot of people have gone through those experiences. I know as a mother of three children, and thankfully none of them, you know, needed like an emergency treatment that required pediatric care. But I think for me, I would have also, like the mother in that first chapter, would have said, but just take the child to, you know, a hospital. So I think that it was really, the, although based on a, on a true story along the way, but there were quite a few stories that came through that resonated with that particular story. Right. And then, um, you know, we that was a very difficult chapter for us because remember when we were planning Z, um, yeah. I said, let's put it as a climax, you know, according to the traditional way of storytelling. Yes. And Z was the one who said no. It's an important story. It's a story that needs to be told about children and what is happening you know, in our country with limited specialized. And that really care. was the starting point. Absolutely. But I noticed also you're talking about, you know, we, we resonate with mothers and, but I noticed a lot of the doctors who worked on these consulting teams, doctors who came in at various points from various other pediatric units who consulted, they all had their own stories to tell that were similar, but at no point had any of them ever thought to themselves, and I mean, you know, no offense to any of them because they all played such a huge role in, in this project and in this journey. At no point did anyone ever say, we need another pediatric hospital. Why do we only have one children's hospital here? Um, I think, although Zanelli wasn't um, as involved in the interviews as I was because I was mentoring young students and they were running all the interviews, and the kind of impression I got, because they were engaged at a very early stage of the project, like right at pre-feasibility stage. Yes. And um, I think what had happened, I mean, I know some of the professors, and there's a chapter about the Santa Claus, um, that it was like Christmas. And they all said we needed a hospital. But, you know, building a hospital requires a lot of skills and a lot of um, finance. Finance. <laughs> You know, it's not kids. So it's this was a very, very brave project that was taken on um, from you know the the founders of the Dream Realize, and that includes Madiba himself, yes. Nelson Mandela. So I think it wasn't as much like people not saying, you know, not saying we don't need it or um, you know we need it. I think it was like, how do we get? Or it? Just not having the tools to be able to implement something and and you know take that first step. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. More after the break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. And we're back, and I'm sitting in studio with my guests, Ulrika Hill and Zanetti Shakela, who have written this gorgeous book, A Dream Realized, The Challenges and Triumphs of Building a Mandela Legacy. We'd love to hear from you if you have comments, questions, and obviously also if you would like to win a gorgeous signed copy of this book, um, you can reach us on Telegram 0618951019 or by SMS 34519. And before the break, we were chatting about um, doctors, surgeons um, from other pediatric units and pediatric um, hospitals possibly around the world who had participated on this journey and who had consulted at various stages, who 
helped and contributed in in huge ways. I mean, any contribution to this was was vital, and and they all played their role. But no one had said, "Hey, you know, we only have one children's hospital." In South Africa, and that is the Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital in Cape Town. And we need another one. And we were discussing the fact that, that clearly, I'm sure people, this had crossed their minds, but they didn't have the tools, you know, to, to implement such a, a massive, vast scale project. Do you think that if Madiba's name was not thrown into this pot, that he wasn't involved, that this would have come about? Sure. Um, I think he was a very important catalyst um, because uh, it said, some of the people in the book said, you know, he had a way of whenever he asked for something, it would get done. Um, and he had a way of appealing to, you know, people's generous sides. And so um, he, he just planted the seed, yes. yes, and people came and and gave, you know, they gave what they could. Some people gave um, the, the little that they had, and some people gave more. Um, but I think he was a very important catalyst um, at the beginning while he was still alive um, and also posthumously after he passed away. Right. Yes, um, people wanted to give and, and help um, his, his legacy come alive. Yes, because he had yet a very soft spot for children. Yes, 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 and and that was also that was evident. Also, I mean, in the branding of the hospital, in the, in the actual logo, the hospital was designed by students. It was designed by by Vega, Vega students. students. Yes. yes. Hey, Vega, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Vega. Um, no, this is not advertising at all. No, no. But it was a team mm, of, yeah. of students who yeah. designed the actual mm. logo, and that was uh, was was in keeping with with um, Madiba's love for children and his his desire to have children and youth mm. involved in this project. Yes. He didn't just want it to be something that financiers and, and medical people and and town planners were involved in. He wanted um, you know young people on the ground to be involved in this as well. Well, I think also in terms of the fundraising, um, just um, continuing on the whole idea of like young people as well as children being involved um they also had children that um you know helped raise money and i think that was in a very important sam harding for example you'll read a little bit about him as well how he brought his piggy bank and he said um i'm donating money for this hospital because i think it's important so i think those kind of messages you know people and often underestimate what young people can do. I mean, I love the logo. I really do. I, I, I always wonder, you know, how, you know, it is just amazing if you read the story behind they, you know, how the students yes. put the logo together. And, and you must remember it is students. Yes. Okay, so um, as well as the, the children and Sam's contribution. And there's, saying, a lovely, there's a lovely yeah, picture of Sam in absolutely, here as well. Absolutely, yes. And, I mean, um, we never actually got to um, interview Sam. We had to just send him questions because he was still, you know, he was at school and it was quite difficult with our time constraints to get him involved. But he answered all our questions and they were beautifully answered. Mm. Um, and, the, and the truth is that at the time he probably didn't reckon that he was doing something so huge. Absolutely. You know, I think that we discount the feelings of children and we discount how much they feel and how deeply they feel and how much they would like to contribute, not only financially, but in what they do as well. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a, 
a deed like that contributing, I mean, what's in his piggy bank, yeah. which, which some people may, may disregard as something quite small, sure. is something, it's a, it's a huge it's a gesture. Thing from him, it's his pocket money. Yes, everything. <laughs> you know, and also, I mean, Z, you're much younger than I am as well, but I think today's youth, they're becoming a lot aware, especially in our country, they're becoming so um, aware of social issues and yes. saying that we are the solution. Yes. And I support that. Yes, there's a lot of that happening. Oh, Very much so. And I think that we, we put them down a lot more than we should. And we don't give credit where it's due. Absolutely. True. I agree with you. So the book itself, the structure of the book is, I love the structure of the book. <laughs> um, the chapters are laid out beautifully, told by different people, through different people. And they have in each chapter um, these, these different facts. Um, fast facts. Correct, yes. In each chapter. And I just have to read out this, this very, very scary fact that, well, it's not actually put out as a fast fact. But at the beginning of the book, there is, uh, in a, in a block, I have to read this out because I found this shocking. In 2015, the proportion of the South African population living in poverty increased to 55.5% which is 30.4 million people, while those living in extreme poverty increased by 2.8 million from 11 million in 2011 to 13.8 million. I mean, these are numbers you can't even fathom. Those families living on the breadline, and the breadline is considered to be um, 441 rand per person per month, are unable to provide their children with the minimum requirements of a quality education, adequate health care, and sufficient nutrition, thereby perpetuating the intergenerational cycle of scarcity. And this horrified me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we're not even going to go into the whole discussion of, of national health care, and um, we're not going to go there. But this is something that, I mean, obviously this is after Madiba's passing, and when the hospital had opened, and they are... They are caring for children who, look, I, I think the distance factor is still obviously a factor because now you've got, okay, two children's hospitals in the country, but one is in Cape Town and one is one in Gauteng. Um, and also, I think what we need to also highlight is that it is for the SADC region. So in other yes. words, the Southern Africa. So it also includes the neighboring countries. But I think what is important, all the countries part of the SADC region, I think what is really important from that particular stat that you took there is that when a child goes to school and they are malnourished, okay, and I mean, as you and Z knows, I mean, she's here with a cold and how, you know, um, this can spread. You don't have the, the, the resources to, um, you know, look after the child, you know, and money in terms of medicine, taking it to the clinic or whatever the right. case. However... So that will affect a child in academically. And academically, then, you know, you just, you're just going to have this problem perpetuating as the child develops. However, saying this, and I just don't want it to come out that it, the the hospital is a general hospital that will deal with, um, colds and flus. And as, as you read through the book, it's a specialized hospital, but Madiba and the, the whole culture of the hospital that no child will be turned away. And that was why the location was quite important. 
And see, so you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation, the Charlotte <laughs> Matlake. Ma- Ma- you see, it she is. says, does it, but in how do I say it? Okay. So it's down the road. It's, it is, okay. yes. Because I've actually been to the Charlotte Matlake. That one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been to the oncology unit yeah. there. Yeah. And, um, cause I think beforehand the pediatric oncology unit was, I think it's still located yeah. there. There is still, a fabulous yes. pediatric oncology totally, unit the there. pediatrics and all it's these outstanding and it yeah. is outstanding and it is right across the street correct and it, yeah it's that's where it's situated yes. sure mm. it's yeah it's it's central um, yeah so yes other hospitals can basically um feed patients into the hospital because they they're all within close proximity there's baragwanath hospital there's charlotte Matlake, um there's Rahim Musa. Yes, Rahim Musa. Uh, and there's one in, yes, well. <laughs> that's why I have the information overload. Yes, um, so there's, there's quite a few hospitals, um, within the Gauteng region mm. that are able to, um, bring specialized cases to Correct. the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. So it's in a, a good area. Yeah. Yes. And I think also, I mean, if you go into the um, Nelson Mandela site, I mean, we're probably just going off a little bit here, but there are partnerships that help with transport because that is a major, major problem. Yes. And that was why that location was chosen specifically. So just to get back to, and I know Irene Menel had um, them testing. Uh, you remember the one of the holding a doll in their hand yes. and the students had to run. And um, to test, you know, how long. So if there was an emergency that from Charlotte... Yes. Uh, my from Charlotte and to you know to make sure that a like if there's a newborn um, that needed specialist um, surgery that they could run and I know it sounds drastic you know you say they can use an ambulance but really if it got to that <laughs> saving a run. life yeah <laughs> so it was about getting specialist care and assisting people regardless mm. of their um, financial means and I think that is the important part of the whole hospital is that no matter what the illness is that if a child or a family can't afford it and if the family needs to stay with the child yes, the baby, that was I'm the sure, point yeah. that, that we mentioned earlier that I said mm. we would discuss further um, is you know, when your child is, is, God forbid, so desperately ill, you know, the last thing you want to do is just drop it at the hospital and mm. leave it there. Absolutely. You, you're in a position where you want to know that your child is receiving care. Not only do you want to know that your child is receiving care, but you want to be there to be with your child. Your child is scared. They're not in their, their own comforting environment. And you want to be there with your child for your child's security and you know, as a mother yes. or even as, as a father. Absolutely. For you know, your own parenting. parental Or child care. Because remember, there yes. are a lot of children as well. They may yes. not have mom and dad. Yes. They might have gogo or yes. granny. Whoever you know? the caregiver mm. is, yes. that that has been a problem. In, in, and it was mentioned, it's mentioned in the book as well, that there is no way for a, a caregiver or an adult or whoever is with the child, there's nowhere for that person to stay. Yes. Yeah, the that's hospital right. was really good with that yeah. um, because they provided solutions. You know, there's um, facilities for parents to stay mm. um, while their children are in hospital, and the hospital itself is very stimulating for for children. So there's playgrounds on site. Um, if they were enough, well, we often well yeah. to But also, it's not only for the children because often people mm. have to bring siblings with. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's that whole environment that has to be considered. There's the extended family that needs yes. to be considered. Mm. These people are coming. From from outlying areas, 
and um, they know that they're coming for more than just a day or more than just a couple of hours, mm. they have to actually put their whole lives mm. on hold. They've got to bring mm. siblings with. They've got to bring family members with. Exactly. And the hospital is accommodating towards all of that. Mm. And it does discuss this in, in the yeah. book. It talks oh, about okay. that. Yeah, it does. Although I know that the whole policy, and this is really for the hospital to confirm in that, is that they won't, like, for example, let's just say mum is the one or dad. Yes, I mean, okay. they're not, they're they not welcoming, there. they're not yeah. welcoming in an entire family. That's, I'm not yeah, saying it's a hotel. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just put yeah. a lid on that. But uh, absolutely, because it is about community and that is a theme that we've always brought out, you know, the community working together and that includes the child's environment. You yes. Know, it's more than one person that cares, but it, the child needs security in terms of that caregiver, yes. the parent, Who's going to be there to love it, to give it reassurance, you know? And yes. even, even though the, 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 the hospital, which is why we're encouraging you to go for a definite <laughs> tour, it is very child friendly mm-hmm. that to a point that people say, why didn't we have this when we were here? In fact, Z had a whole section about the phobia. Yes. You remember that whole <laughs> yes. thing? You've got phobias. Yeah, I grew up uh, very afraid of going to any kind of hospital or doctor. Right. Um, so when I went in for the first meeting, I don't remember if it was a workshop, but we like for yeah. the first meeting when I went to the hospital the first time, I was nervous about, you know, am I going to see, is it going to smell like a hospital? <laughs> am I going to be hearing, hearing um, IV machines and um, heart rate machines and whatnot? And um, are they going to be sick children? You know, because that's such a sad thing to see. That would break my heart. Yes. And you walk in and... It feels almost nothing like a hospital. It's very colorful. Um, there's sculptures, um, mm. which are benches. They are benches that monster double. Benches. Yes, oh, monster, monster benches. Monster benches. Oh, wow. yes. They're amazing. <laughs> um, very colorful. And um, you will hear the machines. It is a hospital. You'll hear the machines, but you, you're not immediately engulfed by the, the feeling of a traditional hospital. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice and creative space to be in. So I think children would also wouldn't be intimidated by it. Um, and they, they, they might be um, cheered up yes, by being there. Which goes so, a long way to the I think so, yes. process as well. Yeah. Well, she felt yeah. a lot calmer. Yes. <laughs> I was like, is this the hospital? <laughs> Yeah, that was true. Everyone said that. You know, are you sure this is the hospital? Yes, yes. (laughs) If you've just tuned in, I am in studio with my guests, Ulrika Hill and Zanella Shakela, and they are talking about their book, A Dream Realized, The Challenges and Triumphs of Building a Mandela Legacy. We are chatting about the journey towards building the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. And if you would like to win a signed copy of the book, please do send us an SMS on 34519 or a message on Telegram 061-895-1019. Just let me know who is one of the authors of the book. I just need one name from you, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have had opportunity to visit the hospital, we'd also love to hear from you. We'd like to hear your thoughts and your comments. And, yes, we are chatting about the book and the way that the book is structured and set out. I mean, it's, it really is. It's... As we said, the book, the the actual hospital itself is not really a, a project. This is a labor of love, oh, and it's a journey. And the the comments and the the input from from everybody who had anything to do with this. Um, now, what I found interesting was when you go onto Google and you you Google children's hospitals, like top children's hospitals globally, internationally. 
the statistics that are included go up to about mid-2019, and strangely enough, all American. Oh, yeah. I think that was one of the biggest things when the Trust went exploring, and people were amazed with South Africa, you know, who hosted this World Cup. You know, you don't have a hospital on every street corner, you know, for children. So that was quite a big eye-opener. But it wasn't just America. They went around the world to explore. This was in the pre-feasibility studies, which, I mean, started years and years and years ago. This it was not 2003, just I think it started. Yeah, it started. Uh, the seed was planted yes, in 2003, and then the 2004-5 and six, and, you know, they did the pre-feasibility. Because yeah. it's not just about, oh, we want to build a hospital. You know, there we go. You know, it was... There was every little thing was considered. And I think for me, that was quite an eye opener, you know, just from a business point of view. I think often people or companies or institutions just rush into something because it sounds like a great idea. And they say, okay, we'll do a bit of a study. But I mean, these studies were done with the experts, with the international best standards and saying, how will this adapt to South Africa, to Africa's needs? And I think that was the big thing that it wasn't just a copy-and-paste solution. What are we going to do and how are we going to make it uniquely South Africa? And I think for me, and I think Z would probably agree with this, and we had a lot of these discussions in creative writing as well. How do we make South Africa, and by the wider context, Africa, unique to the world? You know, we are, everyone looks at us like, you know, just this little backstreet, con, you know, no, continent. Down, down at the bottom Not there. country. <laughs> continent. Okay, the country <laughs> yeah. in terms of South Africa. But wow. Go look at the hospital and see what we achieved. Yes. You know, and I'm saying we, you know, the authors, we, we wrote about <laughs> it. But I feel so part of that. I really do. I feel so inspired and just amazed that I was part of a team that could tell the story of an amazing And it project. needed to be told. It really needed to be told. Absolutely. And we will chat more about it after the break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I'm back in the studio with my guests, Ulrika Hill and Zanele Shakela, talking about their book, A Dream Realized, um, which is all about stories, around the building of the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. And um, beforehand, we were chatting about when you Google hospitals, children's hospitals around the world, and they're all American. I think it's broken down into where are the best places to go for for pediatric oncology, pediatric diabetes, endocrinology, nephrology, um, neurology. The list just goes on and on. We had to build all that into one Hospital. I mean, they're talking about lists of the best places to go to for all of these things. And we had to build that all into one hospital. Um, I think, well, you know, just to remember the, uh, the hospital still early days. Um, yes. We had opened in 2017, and I'm so privileged that we were part of that whole opening. And... Um, so if you think about it, it's what, two, going to be three years this year. Yes. So what they did, because it is such a unique um, experience in South Africa, they opened each of these divisions first. Um, and this was based on best practice. And I, I don't want to dwell on it too much because I'm not a medical person. But we know in terms of what we wrote in terms of the story that, you know, that each unit had to open and to run effectively before they continued. Um, I think when you go in for the tour and if you 
you know, just explore a bit more about the hospital, they will tell you how the whole um, hospital developed. So, for example, when we started writing the book, we were given the tour of the hospital and how they were going to, um, you know, operate and run so that it is done efficiently and to the best worldwide practices, okay? I had never gone into the radiography, is it? Um, the, the section where they scan the kids with the MRI. We only saw the the downstairs and the operating theatres, and that were amazing because each one has a story, and the, there are you know and the machines have pictures and stuff like that. And when I went in, I said, "Hey, I didn't see this," and it was like an area where you do all the you know your scanning, and the, and it was just the stories, and there are a lot of South African stories on the walls. So it's by known child authors uh, and they have these pictures and it's like almost that the child is entering a story environment so it's almost like um we're extending the narratives to the walls to places to you know everything and i think this is what the hospital wanted to do that everything no matter how you know even if you're sitting and waiting for um you know to be x-rayed or whatever even in the waiting rooms, there were activities for the children and the nurses. They, they have a lot of volunteers who work with the children. You know, wow. children are grumpy. <laughs> I know, as a mom. <laughs> oh, especially when you have a little boy who hasn't eaten, you know, breakfast and is going to go in for a, a procedure. Okay. And, and, and I'm tired because that child is sick. All right. And you go in and you have these volunteers. So, they really thought about best practices no matter what, what the area, where it is. And this is based on past experience, what other hospitals, you know, all our various hospitals, what the people there told them. Because remember, it wasn't just a group of people. It was extended. Yes. So I think that was the whole thing, that they wanted to make sure that this hospital works and it works well and for all the right reasons. And what I liked about um, you're saying it was, it was extended and, and all the – the research that went into it and, and it was, it was people who came in and assisted with research and, and, you know, they, they called in people from all our top pediatric units and make no mistake. I mean, a lot is said about South Africa and healthcare and lots of other things that, that people have to say about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but we brought in people from Steve Biko Academic Hospital, Chris oh, Harney, Baraguana, Charlotte, Maglake. that one, Joburg Academic Hospital. They had top pediatric units where people came in to consult, and they were all so willing to give of their time and their expertise and their knowledge. And there was nobody who, who said, well, no, but we've got a decent pediatric unit. You know, why do you need this hospital? They were all so on board with the idea. And that also comes through in the book. I mean, the the number of names and the number of people who've participated. I mean, the amount of research and the time that you had to take to, I mean, I don't know if these people came to you willingly, whether you had to hunt them down. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, but they were willing. I'm sure, well, yeah. they were willing participants. It's just time constraints, yeah. Yes, they were willing participants in the mm. project, so I'm quite sure mm. that they were willing to, to chat to you and be named in the book as as participants in in this entire journey, because this is something that you want your name on, and something that you you, um, Janice, I think that what what you know what I, I met the most you know because as I said I was mentoring young students through the whole process, 
and they were doing the interviewing and the transcribing, and we were doing workshops. And as um, Z and I spoke about earlier, we did a workshop with some of the students yes. to d- develop the storylines, and that which was amazing. Um, so it wasn't just one author sitting. But I think what was amazing, and 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 I think that a dream realized is beyond what could be considered just Mandela's dream. I think that a lot of these. Um, specialist people who are staying in this country because they do believe in the future. And, but for them, often that this was part of a dream, that we wanted to be part of this dream. Yes. We want to make it realized. And as Madiba would have said, it's only impossible until it's done. Okay. And honestly, when you read through the book and the dark moments in, in the night, when you were, well, when they, a lot of the people that, who are part of the project said they had to wake up. And I realized, oh my lord, are we going to get this done? Oh my lord, are we going to have the funds, you know, to do this? Because there were some very, very dark moments. And I think for me, that was very inspirational. Because they came through in a lot of the people that were involved. Um, even the people in the designing, because a lot of, some of them were mothers. And in fact, one had fallen pregnant during the project. And, before she had started, she went to the trust. She said, look, I can't work. I'm, I'm pregnant. And the trust said, so what's the problem? And they said, but maybe I won't be able to do my job. And they said, you're not sick. You're pregnant. Right. You know, so I think then it became so much more of a commitment that we want to be part of it because it's very, very special. Hazy, don't you agree? Yes, I agree. Um, in the narrative, there's quite a few stories about doctors who – um, came forward and spoke about how they were, they as um, healthcare professionals were very aware of the fact that um, the system was under pressure and they, they, they were aware of the fact that a hospital was needed that specialized in pediatric care. Um, there, there was a story about um, a child who died while waiting for surgery. Yes. Yes. And that was that the prem baby, yes, 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 yes the, the premature, premature baby, baby. yes. Um, because of the fact that we have so many um, children that have conditions um, on a daily basis, and yet the healthcare um, system, as it was, was under pressure. And the the people try so hard, you know, um, and the hospitals give give their all. Um, there are problems, but they give their all, and yet there was still a lot of pressure on the system, and right. therefore the the hospital came at an opportune time, and that's why they were willing to to come in and assist with their knowledge. Yes. Mm. I am talking to Ulrika Hill and Zanella Shakela about their book, A Dream Realized, and you can win a signed copy of this book if you SMS me on 34519. Or you can message me on Telegram, 061-895-1019. Just tell me the name of one of the authors. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. We are coming to the end of our hour with my guests, Ulrika Hill and Zanella Shakela, talking about their book, A Dream Realized, which is all about the journey towards building the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, and it has really been a fascinating hour spent with these two amazing ladies. You can win a signed copy of the book if you SMS me on 34519 or send me a message on Telegram 061-895-1019. Just let me know who's one of the authors of the book. And just to close off this conversation... How 
Alfredi, how long did it take you from start to finish to write to write this whole book? I mean, not as long as it took to actually build the hospital. But um, it felt like l- that. <laughs> how long did it actually take? Two years. <laughs> If only it could take just two years to to build a hospital, that would be great. Um, Actually, the construction did. It took less than once they had the funds and everything. When they started building, it took them 18 months, which I thought was amazing. That's incredible. And I always said the feasibility (laughs) and the study and the the finance much, much, much longer. Years and years. Yeah. So I often felt when we were writing the book and getting the information um, and trying to construct stories, you know, I mean. I think it was quite a difficult thing. It was a challenge for both Z and I to actually um, tell the story of a hospital that people want to read. And I think even still, like people go, oh, who wants to read about a hospital? But I, I go, you know what? We were inspired. Anyone who was involved, you know, from the students and everything, we were all inspired. We were so committed. So two years. Um, it seems long, but now if I look back, it actually was quite short. I don't think, though, that it's actually the story of, a hospital itself. Mm. You know, you're not talking about a building. Mm. You're talking about a character. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. And you're talking about the the heart and soul that mm. went into it and mm. who who make it up. Yeah. So it actually becomes more than than just the entity of yeah. a hospital. Yes. I think just Z, do you remember that section? And I think it's a nice way to end when, uh, and I think because it's that energy. Remember, you felt it as well when you went in. And there was that whole thing that Mum Grasa Michelle said, he's still walking with yes. us, you know. Yes. And I think that to me is like the most amazing thing. And I think that's the energy beca- because people are so part of it. Yes. It's not just Madiba walking there. I think people feel that energy and want to be part of it. So it was a, a special. What did you think? Yes. Um, one of the moments that was really special for me was, you know, when um, when they spoke about the first patient that was received. Because, I mean, this hospital was built. Um, people went through the most trying to get funding, trying to do all the research, the necessary research. And then the hospital was built. And then... Finally, you know, not that you want a child to be sick in right, the hospital, of course, but of course finally, not. the reason why it was built, you know, came to fruition, and you know, um, the, the first patient was received, um, and definite sense of the legacy throughout the hospital, and definite yes. sense of community, the involvement of everybody involved, every single person, you can feel it. The energy is is high, and it's it's real. Yes. It's incredible. And it's it's obviously changed. Does it? Ch- it's it's life changing working on on a, a project like this. Absolutely. The respect I, I I know personally from me, and um, when I after you know we managed to get this done, and I mean I had a lot of sleepless nights. I don't know about you. You were flying <laughs> sometimes. No, she's an aerostatist as well. So you are um, joking. Yes, you're an air hostess. I am yes. <laughs> A book writing air hostess. That's, That's amazing. Fascinating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we've got words on wings, yeah. <laughs> but, wow. <laughs> so I think that, but for me, there was, there are often nights that I lay and I thought, you know, how do we get this all together? You know, because I was managing the whole process and, um, in terms of my students getting, you know, to the deadline, getting it to the publishers on time, it was, it was like quite a hectic thing. 
And I think, and I think that whole thing, and I'm going to bring it up again, and Madiba said, it's impossible until it's done, because yes. there were many, many times I thought, oh, we can't fail. We can't fail. But what happens if I don't get this done? You know, what happens if, what happens if mine and Aziz's voices don't integrate? What happens if the editors take the voice away? Because remember, you know, it's, it's the packaging. It's not about the writing, just the writing. Yes. It's the whole packaging of, you know, the, the editor's got to understand that they've got to leave the soul in the story. Yes. And that soul we were trying to capture from the hospital and the people. And I think it just works so beautifully. It flows beautifully. Mm. The layout is beautiful. The way that the whole book is constructed, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. So Thank well you. done, and congratulations to both of you Thank on you. such an High outstanding five. job. High five. <laughs> <laughs> well done, outstanding job. Well done to Miriam, who has won a copy of the book. Yay, Miriam. Yay, Miriam. <laughs> we will be in contact with you as to how you will receive your copy. Thank you so much for getting in contact with us. And thank you, ladies, for being such awesome guests. It's been thank amazing you. listening to the story of this amazing journey. Thank you, Keenan. <laughs> I'll be Thanks, back Janice. next week, everybody. Have a great week of reading. We'll see you next week.